The year is 2005. Matthew McConaughey is people's sexiest man alive. The internet site YouTube goes online. The average price of gas hits $2 in the U.S. Brad leaves Jen for Angelina. Tom Cruise jumps on Oprah's couch to proclaim to proclaim his love for Katie Holmes. Oh my god. And <laughs> the perfect man is released in theaters. I'm Hope Carew. I'm Paige Smith. And, and this, this is History Gaps. Oh my god. I'm sorry. I'm just blown away by that intro. Normally I wow. stay normally we stay quiet. I'm those this is what like that is such a good perspective. Oh my god. I <laughs> love so this podcast. Pl- oh, I'm flattered. Oh my god. You blew me away. Remember when that happened? Like that was insane. The Tom Cruise thing? Yeah. Oh yeah. And when Brad left Angelina. Oh yeah. And I remember I was so pissed about the Tom Cruise thing because at one point in my life I was like addicted to Oprah and I had like <laughs> I was, like, in fourth grade, it was, like, when I would get home from school, or fifth grade, potentially, it was, like, the perfect timing, and yep. I, like, my didn't have um, Disney Channel at the time, and I was, mm-hmm. like, well, it's Oprah, and I, it was, like, the one episode I missed was the Tom, was the, was oh, the jumping on the no. couch. <gasps> That's heartbreaking. I know. Absolutely devastating. And I think then I've just developed an obsession with it to make up for it. Yeah, I see. Because you're like, you want to take ownership of it a little bit. Yeah. And part of me is like, wow, Hope, really, you're such an idiot for doing your homework today. You know? (laughs) (laughs) You probably had something important going on. I was probably at soccer practice. Yeah, probably. Probably. And this was probably before DVR, so you couldn't even watch it No, and I didn't even know, you know? Yeah. I didn't even know. Anyway. (laughs) Welcome to History Doves. Welcome to History Duffs. <laughs> Today we are doing The Perfect Man. Yeah, obviously. we are. We're doing him right. Okay, this <laughs> movie is, like, really close to home for me. Oh, so yeah. I want to hear... This movie is literally my life and childhood. What? Where were you at in 2005? What is your relationship to this movie? Yes. You have a unique perspective to offer, I feel. Yes, yeah. So if our listeners don't know, um, my parents are messy AF. <laughs> <laughs> Um, just kidding, just kidding, kind of, um, but my mom, like, I've had three stepdads, and so in 2005, I was, like, I had a really negative relationship with my stepdad in 2004, and then they were getting divorced in, like, the 2005, 2006, so this movie is just, like, very much encapsulated my perspective at that time, and that was before my family started moving a lot. Mm. Because then my family started moving. So then I moved in eighth grade when my mom married a different man in Vermont. So we moved to Vermont. And then next year I moved to Arizona for ninth grade. You moved to Vermont after your mom had married a man from Vermont? How did they meet? They did not meet in Vermont. I see. They met through um, my uncle. Okay. The man was from Louisiana. My mom was lived in Cincinnati. They chose Vermont. Okay. You know, as one does, <laughs> that feeling when you move to Vermont. I'm sure at some point Heather Locklear moved Hillary Duff to Vermont. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> right? You don't go to Wichita unless you've been to Vermont already. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Um, but I was in Vermont for one year, and I was like, nope, this ain't it. Mm. I did not, we did not vibe. And so I went to go live with my dad because he had recently moved to Arizona. So I lived in Arizona for ninth grade. And then in 10th grade, I moved back to live with my mom, who then moved to Texas with the same husband. They then moved to Texas together. They were like, why did we move to Vermont again? And I was like, yeah, what what was that about? Um, We really liked Ben and Jerry's. Like, it was like... Yeah, (laughs) don't really know much about Vermont. Yeah, it's pretty much like a Ben and Jerry's and fish kind of thing. And fish is like the pH. Um, Uh. So... Yeah, then I moved to Texas in 10th grade, so boom, 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 boom. Yeah. So, like, I didn't even... Yeah, watching this was, like, kind of hard for me. Had you... I know it came out before you had started moving around, but yeah. did you see it when it came out in theaters? I... Or do you remember watching it I doubt it I saw young? it in theaters, but I did watch it when I was young, gotcha. and it did. I was like, this is me... This is my life. Like, mm-hmm. I really related to the character. I mean, yeah. when you have a single mom, it's, like, a very different kind of relationship. 
and you you know you worry about your parent and you do it like they're doing you know mm-hmm. it's just um yeah I know it's super super resonates with me especially like she's like angry I like yeah. that she's like she deserves to be angry and it was Absolutely. kind of nice to watch a movie about like and I probably the reason they made Heather Locklear's character like so egregious is yeah. so she could and um, we'll get into all of yeah, that too. exactly I've got a lot of thoughts yeah, so yeah, I've just stopped me because I'm I'm No, no, I no, that wasn't me cutting you off. I'm no, just... I know, but I kind of forgot what we're talking about. Oh, just where you were in two thousand five. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, I was in Cincinnati living my best life in fifth grade. Not knowing what was about to Yes. But Vermont. fresh off fresh off one stepdad. Yeah. So had a bad stepdad and I was like so angry about that relationship. So then I watched this movie like while that was going down. So it was really like beautiful for me to have like um, representation where it's like, wow, even blonde girls can have really messy families. (laughs) (laughs) Even though it looks like our lives are perfect because we're so pretty. And blonde. And blonde. She was less blonde in this movie. Yeah, she was. Thank God. We'll talk about that too. I've got thoughts about her hair. (laughs) Okay, so where were you? What was your first time? Um, (laughs) Whoa. um, Sorry, that was like way too personal a question. My parents listen to those podcasts. I know, and I hope mine don't. (laughs) I wish mine wouldn't. (laughs) This is the family baggage episode for Hope. (laughs) Pages with Cadet Kelly, I think. Oh, I really didn't want to talk about this, but... um, my parents are famously still together. Um, <laughs> Boo. <laughs> Boo. I know, I know. It's, I'm going to add, like, an explosion in, it's like, really, sounds. It's really hard for me. It's hard to talk about. It's embarrassing. Um, <laughs> but in 2005... <laughs> One Christmas? <laughs> Stop! Hope, come on! <laughs> no, sorry. It's pathetic. You I shouldn't you bully. <laughs> you bully me for my one Christmas. Um... I saw this movie with my mom, which I'm realizing doing this podcast, just how many times my mom took me to the movies to watch a Hilary Duff movie. Yeah. Like, shout out to her. (laughs) Going to the movies with my mom was, like, something I did all the time, too. Yeah. I think it's a good bonding activity for mothers and daughters of a certain age. Absolutely. And clearly, like, I remember all of these times going to the movies with my mom, you know? And then you majored in film. Yeah. And you Mm -hmm. worked at a movie theater. Mm-hmm. I but did before actually. they had Dr. Pepper's, so that was kind of a wash. <laughs> Wish we could redo that one. <laughs> Have I told that story on this podcast? <laughs> yeah, but and I feel I feel the rage for you. It's not me yeah. saying like you talk about that too much. It's just me being like, damn, you've been through a lot. I've been through a lot. Yeah, married parents. Um, <laughs> no Dr. Pepper at the movie theater I worked at. One stinking Christmas. Oh, not even please. one Hanukkah. Like, oh, I. I'm starting a new podcast called The One Christmas Podcast, <laughs> and I talk to people with parents who are together. Oh, well, I'm starting a GoFundMe for your life <laughs> so that we can get you a second Christmas, because, girl, mean, you haven't lived. I, no, I, I have not. Um, <laughs> anyway. Anyway. Uh, yeah, 2005, I was, um, I was in private school. I was about to move. I was in private school, too. Oh, my God. Parallel lives. I, did you wear a uniform? Yeah. Did we have this? Was it plaid? Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I feel like it's always plaid. Okay. Well, did we? Okay. It's the same plaid. Mine was, mine was blue and green, but it was really, really dark. So it just look, kind of looked like navy. Okay. Wait. So is mine. What's crazy is that the uniform that I wore all throughout elementary school in Cincinnati was also the same exact uniform as when I went to like prep school in Arizona. Oh, so did you have to buy new ones? I so we went back to the school because you can visit, and my mom just like raided the um, uniform <gasps> closet because they have free uniforms, and so I got like an XL like jumper, which oh is a dress. Oh my gosh! Yeah, but my dad like famously went shopping for me like when I went to go live with him alone, and my siblings were in preschool and kindergarten. It was like a really fun time, but it was also mm-hmm. like. I'm going through puberty and my dad and I'm living with my dad and like he got me like my uniform skirt was like five sizes too big like it was like I I had to do so much rolling to make it even (laughs) stay on my body and then like I had like these like bulky like I was not in a cute out like I was like god but you know that's life as like a I don't know if he's a single dad because he's happily married with a partner who's like you know treats me like a daughter Mm -hmm. uh so 
But at one point he was a single dad. Mm-hmm. And that's the life. You should have seen the way he did my hair. <laughs> I will, uh, Paige will post a picture on Insta maybe. <laughs> oh, I would love to. Send me all the pictures. Okay. I should have more baby pictures of you. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Thank I you really for saying should. that and for admitting that. It takes a lot of strength. Yeah. yeah. I wish a I... lot of strength. I mean, don't get me wrong. I save all of the ones that I come across, but I need more. What's actually in Mr. Nice Girls, my web series. Yes. Allison's character has a bunch of baby pictures of me in her apartment. I do have a lot of baby pictures of one of our friends. I'll tell you later. But at one point, she just sent me a bunch of pictures of herself as a kid, and I saved them all. And yeah. I use them as, like, reaction yeah, to, course. like, stuff she says. That's amazing. And it's been years at this point. She doesn't even realize that she's the one who sent them to me. So she's like, how did you get these pictures of me? <laughs> she just, she, you're like, and I'm sending them from an unknown number? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm harassing her. I probably shouldn't admit to it on this podcast. No, it's fine. Okay, but enough of where we were in 2005. Yeah, what? I'm sorry. Let's go into Hillary history. 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 So, our lovely Miss Duff, Hillary, to be specific, um, she was touring Mm. at the end of 2004, start of 2005. Oh my gosh. She was on tour, and uh, this is when I saw her in concert (gasps) for the first time. Um, the only time <laughs> I've only seen her once <laughs> for the, well, no, that's wishful thinking. And the first and last time. No. So far. We're so manifesting far. it. Yes. The first time right. and the next time is in our dreams. Because <laughs> it's never going to happen. No, again. it's going to happen. No, I would love. Okay. It's going to happen. Should, we should make a pact that when <laughs> Hillary tours, we get pregnant. We'll get pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Great. Same dad or different dads? Same dad. <laughs> what? Is that even a question? Sister wives. We're raising. Um, wait, sorry. We're raising them to be like the next Hilly, Hilly and Haley, right? Hilly and Haley. <laughs> Hills and Hales. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, they're gonna be twins. Yeah. We're gonna tell them they're twins. Yeah. Yeah. Whoa, we could we could even get away with it too. Speaking of twins, check out my segues today. Speaking of twins, check out my Instagram. Is what I thought you were gonna <laughs> no, say. No, no, no. Hillary is still dating Joel Madden at mm. this point. He's a twin. Ew. Yeah, gross. It's nasty. Um, she's still underage. Uh, yeah. It was also mm-hmm. at this time mm-hmm. that Hillary was struggling with an eating disorder. Yes. Yeah. So this was the time. Poor um, girl. She at one point got down to like 98 pounds. Yeah. And that's all we're going to... We don't need to talk about it. No, more. I think we're just going to say like the industry puts like so much pressure on stars and especially on young women yeah and it's really a shame that she was like you know subjected and scrutinized and it's very like difficult to have your body scrutinized by a world yeah and and we've um i mean i know we don't want to like bring light to it but we've seen like comedians roast hillary or not even roast hillary just talk about like her being jailbait and stuff like that and so it's like her identity and her image is like up for discussion almost in a way that's like so inappropriate and yeah like I can it's like very like understandable um and you know if you are struggling with that there are resources um and maybe we'll link them in the show notes yeah we'll figure out how to great. do that yeah we, yeah we should I would love that <laughs> yeah um, okay we, we figured it out <laughs> <laughs> but um that's exactly basically what she had said that she like became aware of what other people were saying about her body and became hyper aware of everything she was putting in her mouth. Yeah. Um, yeah, really sad. It is really Um, sad. And we're happy. Yeah. Note from the future. Yeah. They told us that she is fine now. She's in recovery. She's She's a survivor. Yes, exactly. She's strong and that is really inspiring. Yeah. Hillary. We love you. (laughs) Yet again, (laughs) saves the day. (laughs) That's like such, I think that she's such an amazing role model like for people to look up to just for like 7,000 bajillion reasons. And this for is just another a, one for having like a Hillary Duff podcast. We don't talk enough about how much of a role model she really was. She <laughs> and is, is and yeah. is. she's just someone who truly like, um, radiates like kindness and like genuine, genuine, genuinity, genuine, I knew it before you started saying different Mm -hmm. words, and now I can't remember what it was. (laughs) Yeah. So if you guys could realness, she's super real. She's so real. You know what? Hillary says 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 it like it is. 
She's a truth teller. She's just like, um, she's got her values aligned. She's got her, you know what? She's an old soul. Yeah. She's, she's got a good head on her shoulders. Yeah. She's wise. She's wise beyond her years. Yes. This is how my mom was talking about her in 2005. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, dude. okay, okay. Let's get into the perfect man. We gotta, we gotta, should we, we gotta. do this? We gotta do a synopsis. Yeah. Okay. Do you have one? You want me to rap? Yeah. Oh wow. Someday, if you just started rapping a synopsis, <laughs> I'd probably cry out of happiness or especially fear. if you were freestyling. <laughs> Hi guys, it's me, Lin Manuel Miranda. I've, it's been me the whole time. That was a really good impression, actually. Hey guys. <laughs> oh my god. Lynn? Lynn Hamilton. Hamilton. How do we refer to you? Lynn, Lynn Manuel. LMM. Lynn Wellmel Miranda. LMM. LMM. Okay. LMM. Um, okay, so this movie. Okay. The Perfect Man. This movie is. What isn't this movie? This movie is about a. Hmm. Emotionally immature, uh, single mother, played by Heather Locklear, who, um, basically drags her daughters from city to city, um, based on each heartbreak that she goes through. And as soon as she gets broken up with, she moves them. In the middle of this freaking school year, she moves them. And she does this a million times, and it's really starting to affect her daughter's development, um, you know. And the the daughter is Hillary Duff, and uh, there's a little one, <laughs> <laughs> and the little one is really into spelling. <laughs> oh, she's so cute. What's her name? Zoe. Zoe. It is Zoe. Mm-hmm. Okay. Holly and Zoe. Cute. Okay, so, um, basically, Holly gets to Brooklyn, and she's pissed because she finally makes friends at a new school, new school in Kansas, and. Then her mom gets dumped, blah, blah, blah. She's pissed to be in Brooklyn. So she's like, we're not leaving again, and I don't want my mom to hook up with some guy. I'm just going to, like, send her orchids and make her feel better because my friend's uncle was talking on the phone. It really is a pretty complicated <laughs> plot. Like, How's the synopsis going? <laughs> it's going well. It's going well. It's going well. It's, you guys like it? a lot it? of details. <laughs> Um, yeah, so then basically Holly catfishes her mom as her friend's uncle. And her friend's uncle is Mr. Big from Sex in the City, Ooh. who has been canceled since this movie came out Correct. for sexual assault allegations. So it's like... So we'll be beeping his name for the episode. <laughs> so it's just like weird. Also because there's a lot of like just inappropriateness I think with like being alone yeah. with like a male stranger um, that would not be portrayed in a movie today so basically Hillary Duff gets a boyfriend <laughs> uh-huh. and I mean I think I covered it do you have anything to say? No I think you did a great job oh and they find out that staying is their next adventure mm. and they don't leave anymore and the yeah. mom starts to maybe get a grip but also, she does agree to go on the date at the very I end. I know. Oh, my gosh. I was so mad. Okay. First of all, I just have to say... I'm sorry. Are you done with your... Oh, I'm so done. Okay. I've been <laughs> I done. I don't want to cut you off. <laughs> um, I had fond memories of this movie. For sure. I am not sure if I had seen it again after it came out. Yeah. Um, it does not hold up. No, it Absolutely is... does not hold up to what I remember it being. It is, like, I think that they had to exaggerate the mom's character to make her make it so bad and so obvious, but it's, like, so that it would almost appeal to a younger audience. Because totally. as a kid, I'm like, oh, blah, 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 her mom sucks. And I'm like, as an adult, I'm like, what the exactly. hell? Of course, I'm watching this 17 years later, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, total different lens. Totally. And to um, be clear, I, I am not accusing my parents of doing this. Oh, no, 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 no. Because well, Yeah, we've was, moved on from your history section. Everything else Yes. Yeah. No, I, but is, I'm also just saying, like, what, yeah. what I moved, but I'm not... Not like this. No, no, no. Of like course. that was true. Like selfishness. Oh my gosh. I mean, I the boundaries. I don't want to diagnose anybody, but all I could think the whole movie, like Heather Locklear's character, mm-hmm. narcissistic, yeah, tendencies, <laughs> narcissist, like, Narci- like so so bad. 
Yeah, and I think, like, a love addict or whatever that's called. Yeah, to the point where she is, like, hurting herself and hurting her children. Like, she is making their lives worse. Yes. she is so obsessed with finding partnership. And, like, crazy, like, just even the scene at Hilary Duff's school when... Oh, my God. They basically are having, like, a school meeting and all the kids and parents are there. Mm -hmm. And, uh... She stands up at the end of the meeting and is like, have you considered having any mixers for uh, the single parents at this school? Because, like, it's so hard to find somebody. Yeah. And then everyone's, like, laughing. In front of everybody. Everyone's laughing. And then she's like, no, but really, like, I need a man. Yeah. Like, that's literally, you're torturing your daughter. And Hilary Duff literally has to tell her at the end, did you ever think that the point of the meeting wasn't for the single parents? Yeah. Like, maybe it was for the kids. Yeah. She has to be told when she's at her kids' school having a meeting about her yeah. kids. Yeah. I kinda, but it's not about her. I kind of felt like I was watching The Real Housewives. Yeah, yeah. But I'm glad that this movie exists in that it, like, it. there aren't a lot of, like, happy movies about a kid dealing with a toxic parent. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying I had toxic parents. No, no, no. Again. Yeah. I know. I just, I'm like, well, I'm gonna go, I gotta backpedal a little bit here. Um, but that was, I mean... It's, like, the trauma and the years of therapy, and it's literally affecting who Hilary Duff is developing into as a person, mm-hmm. which is why eventually her mom realizes that she, like, needs to stay. Mm-hmm. Well, they do go through a bit of a, a role reversal at one point where Hilary Duff, she has trouble getting close to guys. And, yeah. And she realizes, and her mom realizes, it's because of her and the example that she has set. Yeah. You know, she doesn't want to get close to anybody because she's just going to have to move again. And she, and it's crazy because the example that her mom is setting too is to only seek out like male partnerships and then do not like to undo any sorts of sense of community. Yeah. Like she rips them out of their community in sorts of partnership, making them so lonely. Like it's really just, Oh, really, it was really hard, hard to, to watch. watch. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and this has been hard to watch with Hope and Paige. This has been the biggest like shock for me though. I really was like settled in. I like had my drink. I was like excited to enjoy the perfect Manhattan. Check us out on TikTok. Yeah, that's making the, the drink. perfect Manhattan. Yes. Um, but yeah, it was like so not disappointed in the movie, but I was like my own memory of it. The only thing I had remembered at all was. Uh, ben Feldman's donut line mm-hmm. and that bit. Oh, that was um, so cute. I think, I think he, uh, that like um, set a standard for me. I was like, Aww. I really was attracted to him as a child. <laughs> yeah, no, that's so cute. He, yeah, um, he's still adorable. My friend got a bouquet of um, Nerds Ropes once. Oh. <sighs> Isn't that just like goals? <laughs> I know. Oh, that's so cute. I know. Uh, <laughs> I remember that. I remembered. Mike O'Malley's character being obsessed with sticks. Oh my god, yeah. At, like, end of list. What's so funny is that watching this back now, Mike O'Malley's character, Lenny, yeah. is my ex-boyfriend. Like, he is my Brooklyn ex-boyfriend. That is, like, a character really? of... If my Brooklyn ex-boyfriend were toxic, and yeah. that, like... Like, that is, like, a caricature of him. Like, he's such, like, a Brooklyn guy. Honestly, kind of looks like that. He would never act that way. Right. But, like, he does do the kind of, like... He has, like, a character that he would do where he'd be like, take it easy. And it was just, like... I literally was, like, that is... And also, this movie, I have to say this before I forget. But, obviously, my name is Hope. But I had a backpack growing up in... An, in middle school that said Holly on it, like monogrammed. Why? (laughs) I'm sorry. Is that a dumb question? (laughs) (laughs) Because my family like lives out in New Hampshire and there is an LL Bean outlet in New Hampshire where you can buy like monogrammed goods for dirt cheap. Mm -hmm. And so we were like, Holly, hope like it's close enough. And I had this, like, little green backpack. And then kids that I've literally known my entire life were like, Holly? And I'm like, no, it's Hope. They're like, your backpack says Holly. I'm like, well, I didn't, yeah, but it's just. I mean, that is confusing. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. But then it was like, and people will already kind of accidentally call me Holly at times because it's like a Christmas word. It's a Mm. name. There's an H-O, you know, Holly, Hopey, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um. But, yeah, like, the fact that her name is Holly, like, this, you know, I'm blonde, she's blonde, um, you know, that's kind of it, I guess. 
Um, the other, uh, like, thing that really stuck with me from this movie is the fact that, and it's, it becomes a big plot point because Holly brings it up constantly, both Mr. Big mm-hmm. <laughs> and Heather Locklear, uh, do the Sunday New York Times crossword puzzle in pen. Yes. I am an avid crossword puzzle doer. Mm-hmm. That's not possible. <laughs> And I have to say, my grandmother did the New York Times Sunday crossword and pen. Did she ever finish? Yeah. She lied to you. There's no. <laughs> just no way. Well, she. my grandmother could also count cards. Okay. I'm not saying that she's not smart. No, no, but I'm... I'm saying it, New York tra- crossword puzzles are often, like, a play on words. Like, there's... They oh, can girl, be I'm several... telling you... I know. I know. And I'm telling you, yes. Yes. Okay. I had a smart-ass grandma. Then never mind. And she's dead now, so you can't say shit. <laughs> But really, she did. Um, yeah. So I'm just stupid because I can't do that. No, no, no. I can't do that. I also no, no, can't no. count but cards. Like, like, no, no, no. I, but it's not about smartness. Like, it's not about having brains. It's like, there can be multiple right answers. Sometimes there are multiple right answers. Yeah, no. I'm a pencil girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm just mean like... Yeah. That's bullshit. No, my ex did had a, had a pen system as well with the crossword. I know. It's stupid. I, I never met your Brooklyn ex-boyfriend, and now I'm glad I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> he had, like, a color for if a guest used it, um, or for himself, if he looked up an answer. And I was like, then you can't erase it. But he would just cross it out with the pen. But I, like, <laughs> I would never be able to do that because I like to be able to, like, adjust different letters and do that. But some people's brains can can do that. I just disagree. Remember I'm... that time <laughs> when that guy... Paige was telling us how her brain works, and he goes, no, I don't think so. Oh, my gosh, yeah. yeah. That's you about the crossword puzzles and pen. No, 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 it's not about the brains. That's what I'm saying. It's not about their brains. Uh-huh. Like, different crossword puzzle writers have different approaches to making crossword puzzles. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So yeah. it's like, I don't know. I Everyone's don't... got their own flair. Yeah. Like, today's? What sucked. <laughs> and now I have it out for that crossword puzzle writer. <laughs> hey, if you're listening, Paige is coming for you. Whatever. Cut the cut all the crossword talk, because now I'm mad. I just remembered the Wednesday crossword puzzle. and I... <laughs> <laughs> It kind of has, like, the crossword stuff d- reminds me of the wedding planner when they have the Scrabble stuff. It's just, it's, I know it's like a trope. And I mean, I love a rom-com. Mm-hmm. But anything that's like, wait, you guys both do this one specific thing or you have this one interest y'all are soulmates like I know now for sure that you guys are soulmates and that's what Hilary Duff was really counting on she was like he is the perfect man for my mom because they both do crossword puzzles okay so should we talk about Hilary running into the wedding okay yes so a little bit of context uh like to set it up um Chris no oh no I said his name (laughs) Mr. Big (laughs) I don't want to give him any (laughs) airtime Mr. Big <laughs> is um, Hillary Duff's best friend's uncle. Yeah. And he has a really close friend named Amber. And we see them together a lot. He wears a ring on his wedding finger, on his ring finger. Yes. They, it's implied the whole time that they are together. Yes. They're really close. They're really touchy. Like, it's just, that's what... They kiss on the lips, first of all. That's how... Exactly. They set it up that and way. And Amber says... There's a dress, like, there's a dress, but it's so expensive, I can't get it. And he's like, buy the wedding dress, like, it's your perfect day. Yeah, so Amber's getting married. So Amber's getting married. And obviously, we're assuming that she's marrying Mr. Big. Because everybody's got the hots for Mr. Big. Um, So, Hilary Duff finally realizes that her mom is supposed to be with Mr. Big. And the only thing she can do is go and crash the wedding so she does she runs in she gives this whole speech just to find out that mr big isn't marrying amber she's marrying some random dude yes which just felt like way too convenient for that like and he goes i'm not getting married i'm the caterer i'm like well why are you standing up then exactly what is the caterer automatically the best man now like sit sit the fuck down <laughs> so, whoa <laughs> that sounded so unnatural too <laughs> i was like really not? popping off <laughs> guys i'm uh, yeah. serious so that's the wedding scene insane <laughs> insane thing to do and then even just backing it up if we could talk about hillary and 
Mr. Big's relationships. Mm, yeah. Relationship. Huh? It was, it's just like that, just that, them being alone together in private, not okay. And it's, and everyone's going to say, oh, well, she was doing this, like she was going there. Like, I'm just saying that would never be on a film today without it being like. So there's another scene. Yeah. That you're talking about where yes. um, Heather Locklear is going to Mr. Big's restaurant for a party. Yes. And they don't want the two of them to run into each other because Hillary Duff has been catfishing her with Mr. Big's pictures. Which is just so stupid. She should have just done a picture of no. anyone from the internet. Oh, yeah. Her um, mom can't even set up her own dating profile. Yeah. She absolutely. doesn't know how to Google. So the plan that they come up with is for Hillary Duff to go to Mr. Big's apartment and try to stall him while her best friend, who is Mr. Big's niece, goes to the restaurant. <laughs> like... <laughs> What? Such a terrible plan. Why ladies. would the plan be, okay, I'm going to go to your uncle's house? Exactly. There is a million more reasons for Hillary to Hil- go to the like, restaurant. Exactly. And to see her mom and be like, I have to go home. Like, I'm having an emergency. It makes so much more sense for the niece to show up instead of the niece friend, niece's friend to show up alone. And then Mr. Big invites her in, gives her a drink, uh, drinks her a soda. A yeah. soda. A soda. A soda. Gives her a soda. In a can. Yeah, in a can, sealed. She opens it herself, yes. not um, under any duress. But it is so creepy and weird, and then he gives her a ride to the restaurant. It is so weird, and especially because she goes there, and he's like, so why are you here? And then she goes, well, I don't have a dad, and then just spills all this stuff at him where it's like, okay, she's talking about like dating and boys and this way, and sometimes I don't know how to do it, and blah, 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 and it's like super personal, and you don't just like... You don't just blurt that out at, like, an adult male father figure like that. And he's not even her... Like, that's not even your friend's dad. That's your friend's uncle. That's such a nebulous relationship. It's so bizarre. And also... Well, I don't think she, she goes, did anything wrong. He was weird. He was the weird one. Just oh, to clarify. totally. Totally. He's the one who made it inappropriate. Totally. But it's also, like, dude, why would also, like... I'm just, like, think about this. Like, the plan was, I'm going to go make sure he's... I'm going to go stall him. Well, if he's at home, it means he's not going into the restaurant. Yeah. So all she needed to do was confirm he was there. I thought she was going to wait for him to come down, and if he came down, stall him. Yeah, that would have made a lot more sense. go up there and then make him uncomfortable and give him a million reasons to leave? Because if she didn't go up there, she wouldn't have found out that he does the Sunday crossword in pen, Hope. Or find out that he has the perfect kitchen. (laughs) Oh, yeah. My mom would... She says, I know someone who would love this kitchen. And then she references it, like, two more times. And it's like, the kitchen's fine. My favorite, uh, one of her reasons was, you picked out her favorite song. And it was a song she had never heard before. Mm -hmm. She'd literally never heard the song before. And now, all of a sudden, it's her favorite song. Yeah. I know. And she goes, Heather Locklear goes, how does he know I love orchids? (sighs) Girl, like... Oh, you love orchids? How original. So unique. Oh my god. I'm not like other girls. This I like a bully, orchids. This is a bully uh, Heather Locklear's character podcast. Also, yellow friendships, like, I mean, yellow roses <laughs> literally mean friendship. Yeah. Like, there is an actual guide about flowers and their meaning. So it's like, you don't need, like, they're giving him a lot of credit where it's like, hey, that's a good thing, though. The very first thing we learn about it's him... It's an art and a science. <laughs> the very first thing we learn about him is, quote, he knows females. Disgusting. 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 I immediately was like, no, he doesn't. I do love that. That was a line that can't, can you say it like the character? He loves females. He knows females. Oh, he knows females. He knows females. It's almost like Frenchie from Greece. Yeah, she kind of is a Frenchie cosplay. Told us. Uh, he likes he and knows it's, females. Um, Vanessa, I don't know how to say her last name. Lenjis. Vanessa Lenjis. Mm. Something like that. She was um, awesome. Yeah, she was on a show that I loved as a kid. When she was younger, she was a kid. It was called Spunk. What? Did you ever watch Spunk? Please spell that. S-P-O-N-K. What I think. was that show? It was... I could not guess in the million... You could give me a million dollars? You you won't guess it. Absolutely won't it guess it. It makes me think that they're playing with, like, um, like slime from Nickelodeon. Mm, honestly, not that far off. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> I'm a genius. Was, <laughs> was, I do the New York Times crossword and pen. <laughs> it was... Um, basically whose line is it anyway for children oh my god so it was all like improvised there was a blue team and a red team oh my god and they did little improvised great so i missed my calling i know 
But she was on that, and she was great, and I loved her on that. Uh, and then she grew up to wow. be on Glee. Wow. With Ugh. Michael Malley. Wow. Glee. What's crazy is Do that... Do you think they talked about it? Obviously. <laughs> when they're on Glee? They're yeah. like, wait, you were in The Perfect Man? <laughs> yeah, they definitely knew each other. Well, they didn't have any scenes together in The Perfect Man or Glee, <laughs> so I don't know that they did. Oh, okay. But... <laughs> yeah, I'm... Maybe. We should write some fanfic. <laughs> what? <laughs> but just about the human beings. Yeah, obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Obviously. Should we do quotes? Yeah, do you have any good quotes? Oh my god, this movie is chalk of them because she's writing a blog. Oh, well, let me just so I've say... I've got some good ones. I, uh, it goes with quotes, but I referenced the donut scene earlier. Mm-hmm. So after Hilary Duff is embarrassed at the school meeting... Yes. The next day, her beau, her crush... Paige Adam. is blushing right now. <laughs> she's just, literally blushing talking about this. I really watched it and was like, man, he's like, the, I would have... Yeah. I, I oh, my God. I had such a crush on him as a kid. Oh, yeah. Um... He, like, draws comics. Okay, but <laughs> she uh, is, like, so embarrassed at school, and he comes up to her at her locker, <laughs> and he goes, do you know what everyone's talking about this morning? And she's like, oh, my God, like, yeah. humiliated. Humiliated. Because her mom had just screamed in front of the entire school, I need to find a good man. Yeah. Um, and what? he goes... He goes... What? <laughs> Heather Locklear? He goes... Uh, the Krispy Kreme truck that just overturned on whatever highway and then he takes a bite of a Krispy Kreme donut. <laughs> and it's like so n- kind and kind. sexy it's and funny. So, exactly. It's everything. It's, it's everything. everything. It stuck with me so much from when I was 10. Yeah, because it's also just like polite. It's yeah. like and he's letting her know, like... He wanted to make her feel better. Yes. And in a humorous, like, lighthearted way. Yeah. Uh, and really, it's such a good perspective because that is yeah. kind of what high school is like, you know. Absolutely! Oh my god! And life. And then at the end, yeah, when Hillary, <laughs> I feel like we're gossiping about him. Oh my god, he's so cute. So then at the end, uh-huh. she finally gets to go to her first school dance because she's know. lived in the same place for long enough. Um, and he presents a corsage to her in a Krispy Kreme donut box. It is so <laughs> cute. And he's like shaking, putting it on, and she goes, oh my god, relax. Like, don't be nervous. <laughs> she goes, what is it, your first dance? Yes! Oh, it was so good. That's the good ending. Then the bad ending is when Heather Locklear agrees to go out with Mr. Big. Yeah, on Saturday. Not even Saturday, six months from now, after she does she deep goes, therapy. She goes, I'm actually trying to be single right now. I'm working on myself. Like, but thank you for asking me out. And then he's leaving, and he goes, so I'll pick you up at eight. <laughs> and she Ugh. goes, and she literally is like, yes. Yeah. She's like, she could have at least not answered. Lesson not learned. Lesson not learned. And you know what? Maybe that's part of a, a, a thing. Also, apparently, like, the woman who wrote this movie is, um, like, it's kind of based on her mother. I wonder if they're talking. I believe her name is Holly Robinson. I found Holly some... Robinson Pete? I don't know. Oh. I found some weird stuff online. Oh, okay. Tell me more. Some of it was in French. Like, I... I they can do that? This was all during nap time, but the kid now <laughs> wants to hold my hand during nap time, and it's, Aww. like, it's so cute, but also, it makes it way harder to Google, because I got one hand, like, in a crib, and the other is my left hand. That's so cute. She wants to hold your hand while you sleep. <laughs> <laughs> She's so nice like that. <laughs> She's like, okay, oh, it's time for my nap time. <laughs> and she goes, can I hold your hand? <laughs> oh, oh, man. You're oh. good at your job. <laughs> um, okay. <laughs> okay, let's do quotes. Okay. Okay, so first of all, I just, uh, with Lenny, Lenny is picking... Mike O'Malley. Mike, yeah. Mike O'Malley is picking up... Um, Heather Locklear to go to a Styx cover band concert, which fun fact, um, the guy who played like the cover band guy was actually in the original band. Oh, that's cute. Yes. Um, like he was like the, uh, like one of the front men for like many years. Yeah. And I think maybe, I don't know. I don't, I don't know the history of the You're Styx. Like maybe 30 years. I don't, I don't know. know. <laughs> this isn't a history podcast. Okay. It's not a Styx podcast for sure. Uh, that's for sure. That is for sure. Hello. <laughs> 
Okay. Um, <laughs> We've been really into voices lately. <laughs> absolutely. Since raise your voice. <laughs> um, okay, so when Lenny is taking the mom to the Sticks concert, he gives Hillary Duff like $20, and he's like, this is so you can take your sister... Okay, I gotta do the voice right, because I'm he sounding like have, a mobster, yeah. but he's like... Hey, I'm walking here. He's like, you can take your sister to see the movies. Who doesn't want to go see Bambi in the big screen? Like, and she's like so offended, doesn't take the money and looks at him with like just like the worst sneer, which, oh my God, so valid because her mom is being ridiculous right now. And she's like, you know what? He wants a wife and I need a husband. I'm thinking about accepting his proposal. Like, insane. She's like, I don't think Bambi's been in theaters for 20 years. And, like, tells him off. And it is like, oh, that was me in high school. Oh, with, like, mom's boyfriend. Like oh, that. my God. I was such a biatch. Like, at the door, when men would, like, come to the door, I'd be like, uh-huh, she's not ready. And, like, close it. Oh, my god. And then they would, you know, and they would, like, come in. I'd be like, uh-huh. Hi. And then, you don't have anything to prove to them. Yeah, and it's kind of like, you know, um, that's, it's, you know, it's my responsibility as the youngest child. Yeah, absolutely. Um, You're so, looking out for your mama. That being said, you know, I like my stepdad, so. Okay, here's another quote um, from Hillary's blog, which is Girl on the Move. Mm-hmm. My mom calls it home. I call it the witness relocation program. That is good. All right, that's a zinger. And then also from um, the blog, she says, same me, different zip code. Yeah, I mean, facts. Mm-hmm. That's just, that one's just true. Okay, now I have a question for you. Okay. So there's a quote. Oh, like a trivia question? Okay. Yeah. Where she's like, you know, um, I, I don't remember the full quote, but she's like, that's horrible. Like, that's worse than eating a peanut butter and blank sandwich. Peanut butter and blank sandwich. That's mm-hmm. worse than eating a peanut butter and a, a peanut butter and bologna sandwich. Mm, the answer is glue. Oh, hmm. mine was better. <laughs> I thought you watched the movie, though. Um, Weird that you missed that one. I I think I I watched it in French, <laughs> and the translation those they use the same word for bologna as they do glue. Oh, so, I actually, actually knew that. I actually knew that. I'm glad that uh, you gave me that perspective because that's you know the the bad the thing point. about watching it in, in the, French, not the mother language, the, <laughs> the mother tongue, the, the mother tongue, the the natural. What what is the word? The yeah. original language. The original. Um, here's another quote, and it's like about like finding a man, and she's like, "Where am I supposed to find a man?" Who's a hottie.com? Dude. You should Google. You should look up who's a hottie.com. Well, okay. If you insist. <laughs> um, but I'm going to do that on the TikTok. Ooh, that's good. There was a part of this movie. This is a good quote. Um, just how awful Heather Locklear is. When Hilary Duff finally admits to her that she was the one behind this profile this person that her mom had been talking to mm-hmm. uh, her mom says to her how could you be so cruel I know I was shocked she has she, okay she didn't do what was right okay like that's not you can't catfish your mom that's not okay but she was so desperate for her mom to be happy it was a cry for help and she like put in so many hours so much effort just to make her mom happy. Yeah. She's desperate at this point to, like... And not just her mom. Her, mother. her mom, it's like a trickle down... It's a trickle down, like, happiness situation. Because when the mom is this unhappy and moving her daughters around like this, it, it stops them from being happy. So she's also, like, trying to help out Zoe, her little sister. But it was still, like... It was... It was... Yeah. Selfless. Selfless. Yeah. Cruel is not the word. And even no. Hillary is like, me... I, yeah, I'm like, are you kidding me? She's you literally such, announced she, in front of her whole school while sitting right next to her that you were single and were looking for a man. She has narcissistic tendencies. Yeah. And it is scary. Holly, if you're listening, get out of there. Get. Uh, run. 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 Do you have any more quotes? Um, should we talk about how Hillary says a slur at the end or no? Oh my God. What did she say? She says a bad word. Oh, no. Um, I guess that was bad of her. She shouldn't have done that. In her very last blog post, she says the G slur, if you're familiar. Oh. Yes. Yeah. Yes. 
So. Oh. Just know that if you want to watch this movie. Oh, wait. We didn't even talk about how this is Mark Rossman and Susan Duff. And uh, Mark Platt produced it as well. Yeah, it's just like all the all the people who always work with her. And I got to say, I think she does some of her best acting in this movie. Also, people who always work, work with her, uh, Christoph Beck did the music. Mm-hmm. Um, but Mark Platt is a big time producer. He did La La Land. When I, I haven't heard of that. He's Ben Platt's father. Yeah, that sounds familiar. <laughs> but yeah, he he is still working. Wow. To this day, and yeah, like big time. Big wow, time big I time. Like, I was like, dang, this movie's gonna be really good, better than I remember. Little no, did I know. Little did you know. <laughs> no, not the case. Oh, 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 I've got one more thing I really need to talk about. Okay. And that is the fact that Hillary Duff's best friend in this movie disappears about halfway through. The very last scene we get with Amy Mm -hmm. is when Hilary Duff is saying, I think that you're like, we should actually set your uncle up with my mom. She's not in the last like 45 minutes of the movie. Really? (laughs) Really. And she's not mentioned again. (laughs) Weird. So weird. She straight up disappears. And at the end, Hilary's like running around trying to like pretend to be him and like, do all the stuff by herself. Wait, when is she pretending to be him? At what point? The whole movie she's pretending to be him. (laughs) What do you mean? True. True, 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 true. I guess it's because, like, she's not asking her friend to do the voices. Yeah, she's then, she's asking Ben Feldman. But then she calls and pretends to be the secretary. Oh, yeah, her friend could have done that. like, a date for them in real life. That would have been a great scene. Yeah. There's so much that her friend could have helped with. Wow, that's what happened to her. She just disappears without a trace. They literally don't mention her again. <laughs> we need like, to know the real... Do you think she was edited out of a bunch of scenes? Maybe. Like, I had to see, rewind it. CGI? I was so confused. <laughs> they yeah. just, like, blurred her out, and we didn't... Wow. Yeah. Justice for Amy. Justice for Amy, yeah. She should have gotten her own sequel movie. Uh, yeah? <laughs> like, the perfect bestie. <laughs> she is loyal. The perfect woman. The perfect woman. Yeah. Mm. 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 <laughs> Um, if anyone has any money to invest, that's the idea we're going to go with. <laughs> yeah, this whole podcast has been um, a pitch. <laughs> <laughs> For this project. For this project. Um, um, do you want to hear my review? I would love to. Your review? Did you write this? Sorry, no, I should probably clarify. This okay. is not my review. This is from a website called Mountain Express. What the heck? Yeah. It's it's also reviewed by, by Ken Hankey. Um, June twenty second, two thousand five. This is what Ken okay. Hankey had to say. Hankey. I was curious watching this. I was like, "What does Ken Hankey think? <laughs> what does Ken Hankey think?" And now I get to find out. Yes, and I just want to say, and um, Ken Hankey does not speak for us. No, we speak for him. <laughs> <laughs> Don't tell his lawyer. <laughs> okay. I didn't think it possible that Hilary Duff could sink any lower than her last film, Raise Your Voice. Whoa, okay, big fan. Mm Mm-hmm. I had not reckoned on the combined talents of producer Ma Duff, in parentheses. Sure, she's Hilary's manager, but how does that qualify her as a producer? Doofian directorial favorite Mark Rossman in this appalling screenplay by Gina Wendakis, The Princess Diaries. So this man is coming in, like hot. Yeah. Like burning bridges left and right. Right. Yeah. 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 Like he just wants the best for his girl Hillary, I guess. I don't know. I I wow. I, I don't. I don't think he does. So. The screenplay's the worst of it. Though the failure by anyone associated with the movie to notice its loathsomeness should make them guilty by association. The story, which is grounded in the real-life exploits of co-author Heather Robinson, is simply vile, sometimes downright creepy, and it features for its leads two of the most selfish, self-centered, reprehensible, and possibly unhinged characters imaginable. First, there's the mom, Jean Hamilton, Heather Locklear, who in her own mind doesn't seem to exist unless she has any man to validate her. Well, he's not wrong about Mm -hmm. that. And just about any man will do, it seems, since she has the character judgment of... Oh, this is when he says, um, like, a slur. So I'm going to skip that. Um, 
like a an ableist comment that I don't see. Mm. Do not support. Okay. And I won't repeat. So not only does she fall for guys with the word loser boldly emblazoned on their foreheads, but when things go wrong, as they invariably do, she gathers, she gathers up her family and moves to another state. Said family consists of Holly, Hillary Duff, and Zoe, newcomer Aria Wallace. To judge by appearances, Zoe appears to be the love child of Jean in the father of the kid in the Stuart Little movies. I think he's saying, like, he, I think he's making a joke that, or not even a joke, I think he's saying that he thinks that Jonathan Lipnicki's dad is the father of Zoe. Okay. That, that okay. is, it's a really weird and creepy thing to say, so I'll, I'm going to repeat it. Zoe appears, <laughs> Zoe appears to be the love child of Jean and the father of the kid in the Stuart Little movies. Like, just Google yeah. Jonathan Lipnicki, first right. of all. What the... Okay. So weird. Okay. Because she's, like, a cute little kid. They must be related. <laughs> and, like, Jonathan Lipnicki's dad must be having an affair. Like, that's crazy. Yeah, he's how not, dare he? He's not talking about... Because he said the kid in the movies. Yeah. Not... Right. Yeah. Like, oh, he's yeah. talking about, like, the actor. Um, but she says... And she seems rather normal in comparison to Holly, okay, that's Hillary, mm -hmm. who is the clear case of the apple not falling too far from the tree. <laughs> as soon as the family is uprooted and carted away to Brooklyn, a Brooklyn, oh, Brooklyn, where a huge, beautifully, okay, he's not spelling correctly, appointed apartment on the tree-lined streets of Brownstones fits the budget of a woman who bakes and decorates cakes in a grocery store for a living. Mom gets to set to fall into the arms of yet another dubious prospect. Okay, so this guy's like an incel. Um, yeah, I was going to say, it sounds like he's upset with Holly for rejecting Adam's advances, maybe? He's saying the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. I don't like, even know. Like, I don't even know. But it's it's so weird. Like, I... Uh, it's really, really strange. And he even says, oh my god, okay, I'm going to skip to this part. He says, and Holly's none too bright either. What the hell? She sends mom a photo of the real Ben, mindless of the fact that the guy runs a high-profile restaurant in Brooklyn and the two might meet. This set up the supposedly cute comic sequence where Holly sets off the fire sprinklers in the restaurant f there from the meeting. That, that this would result in thousands and thousands of dollars of property damage, not to mention lawsuits from the clientele and lost income for however long it would take to make the place, the place habitable afterwards is never addressed. I actually kind of disagree with this because I think that when she's doing that, she is very aware of, that she's wrong in doing oh, that. Yeah. She <laughs> even says, forgive me as she yeah. does that. She knows that that was well, wrong. Does this guy realize it's a kid's movie? No. Like, I, he's clearly seen Stuart Little. He clearly I hates wanted, women. <laughs> yeah, but it's more than and that. Stuart like, Little. <laughs> in addition to that, it's he's criticizing, like, the plot points. It's like, yeah, it's a movie for kids. Of course she's not thinking about thousands of dollars worth of damage that's about to happen. Like, yeah, it's <laughs> fiction. Yeah, it's like being like, um, a mouse could never be adopted. Exactly. What is his review of Stuart Little? Because, like, he has seen that. He has seen it, so we're gonna find that. Oh we're gonna my find gosh. that. Ken. Wait, do you think he says father of the kid from Stuart Little? Maybe he means Hugh Laurie. No, I think you were right. I think I was first. right. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so this is horrible. Then he says, but Holly is such a dear, and then he says, a dear sociopath, maybe, that we're supposed to be charmed. She's not a sociopath. She's a kid who's struggling, and like, this is a cry for help, and she, like, what the heck? Okay. Given the messages sent by this purportedly family-friendly movie, I'd rather take a child to see Sin City. That is otherwise weak tea and a compendium of movie cliches is almost beside the point, lost in the deluge of wrong-headedness that floods the film. Rated PG for some mildly suggestive content. What? What? Okay, so he is the head film critic for Mountain Express, and he is the author... Oh, he's author of some books called Ken Russell's Films, 
Charlie Chan at the movies. Oh, dude. And Tim Burton, an unauthorized biography of the filmmaker. <laughs> yeah, Tim Burton movies, famously uh, super realistic. Um, it, It's not Halloween. It's Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> How could a man even have scissors for hands? <laughs> Come on. Oh, my gosh. Ken. Like a fish could swim all the way across the ocean. <laughs> yeah, get a life. <laughs> oh, my word. Yeah. Yeah. So that's Ken. That's oh, Ken's Ken. thoughts. Oh, Ken. Oh, Ken. He's such a goofball. Okay. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's... Should we talk about our love interest? Yeah. Because he's, like, the best one so far. Yeah, he's... I, w- I don't think he... He's... Okay, first of all... <laughs> I know you, you're going to say Eugene. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't touch Eugene. No one holds a candle to Eugene. Um, I think Adam's great. I do love Adam. Uh-huh. Um... I, the one thing that sort of rubbed me the wrong way about him uh-huh. is when he was, like, introducing himself to Holly, he calls himself a nice guy. Didn't love that. And then when she tells him that she has plans to sit with somebody else at lunch, he basically accuses her of lying yeah. until she sits down with him. Nah, I... Okay, I, I, yes, that is what happened, but also I thought I thought it was, like, cute because he's, like... Like you said, you were much of a planner. Like, he kind of calls her on it. And yeah, I don't think that's cute at all. She just was politely rejecting him. I know, but I feel like it was cute because I could tell that she wanted to, uh, that she, like, was just, like, afraid to say nope, yes. No, it's like, but that's, like, the first sign of, like, a bad yeah, guy. Yeah, okay, take, I'm hearing myself. Can't take no for an answer. Yeah, no, I'm hearing it's myself. It's cute because it did work out and she was interested, but all he knew at that point was that she wasn't interested, you know what I mean? And he kept pushing. Yeah, I guess, yeah. But I feel like he was picking up on other cues that she was interested. I think... In eating lunch with him. But I think if he thought that, he's giving himself too much credit. He, if he's like, oh, yeah, I can see through this girl. Okay, yeah. what she really wants. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because I'm a nice guy. I'm a nice guy. I was like, no, don't say that. Come yeah. On. Well, uh, it was 2005, and guys thought they could say... Guys could still be nice back then. <laughs> It's true. It didn't. You could mean... vote for Bush, and you could be nice. It's two thousand five. That's how I should have started this. <laughs> oh my gosh! But I do still love him. I yeah. think those are really mild. He's a teen. He's you know a what teen. I mean? Yeah. You make mistakes. You make mistakes. If, since he's a teen, I can't read him very high, can I? Or like They've a, all been I, teens. All. I can't at all, right? One of them was a penguin page. <laughs> Okay, good point, good point. Okay. <laughs> Let's keep things in perspective. Well, it's also, it's 2005, so I'm 10, so. Yeah. Paige Penguin. Oh, ooh, that's good. That is good. Yeah. He's a great love interest, because also, here's here's something that I'm weirdly into. Um, layered tees. When, yeah. when a man would wear, like, a long sleeve shirt with a short shirt over it, oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. That's also, like, what my style was, too. Yeah, I was going to say, that's how Holly dressed. And that's how I dressed, because I was like, okay. She was, she had some funky style. Oh, yeah. When she's wearing that, like, Chinese dress over jeans, like, mm-hmm. I, I took a video of it. <laughs> Check the TikTok, because I will be posting. There's one part where she walks into the restaurant, and she's wearing, like, normal jeans and a tee kind of vibe, um, and she's got, like, a giant ribbon tied yeah. around her waist. Yes. <laughs> Huge. Accessories. It reminds me of the click books. Like, sometimes Massey Block would be like, and then I got my dad's tie, and I made it a belt. And I was like, <laughs> yeah. <gasps> this was that era. It was. Yeah, this was. Um, but yeah, so what do you, how do you rank Adam? Um, I'm giving Adam a 10 because he said he'll always be there for her, which I thought was really sweet. It is sweet. I'm giving him a nine only because he can't take no for an answer. Red flag. (laughs) Yeah, that is a, that, that is a red flag, but I am colorblind. (laughs) Okay. Tag yourself. Yes. Um, I shall. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Then do it. I am, you know what, tag myself. I am um, the ghost of Amy in the second half of the movie. Mm, you know? I feel that. Yeah. And by that, I mean I don't feel it because you're not there. Exactly. <laughs> but, like, I should be. And, like, you miss me. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. And I'm obviously Holly. I'm Hilary Duff. I'm the girl who let you get away. Yeah, right. I'm the oh. one who let you get away. Or maybe I'm Amber because I am dumb. <laughs> Is Amber dumb? Yeah. 
What has she done with that stuff? She is clearly in love with her best friend <laughs> and then asks him to cater her wedding <laughs> and is also like trying to get wedding advice from him. I don't know. And it's like, obviously, these, like she wants these girls to think that they're together. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's weird. It's weird to call people babe when you're not their babe. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Anyway, babes. Hey, babe. <laughs> we love you, babes. Babes. Um, I guess, yeah, I'm Hillary Duff. I'm Holly. I'm Hope. Yeah. Hopey, Holly. And all of those things. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> yeah, so tag yourself in this. Think about it. Yeah, Comment on our know. TikTok. And then stay tuned because we have a deleted scene coming oh, up. Yes, we do. I can't wait. You guys are in for a treat. Because today's guest is none other than my own real-life uncle, the only perfect man that I know, Bob Man. Or as I like to think of him, the Uncle Man. Uh, yes, hello. This is uh, Michael O'Malley. I'm an actor very well known. I played the pivotal role of uh, Lenny Horton in the movie The Perfect Man that came out in 2005. Uh, I've been asked to um, give a little actor commentary. Apparently there's going to be a 20th uh, reunion, 20th anniversary special edition that's going to come out on uh, Netflix, I think. And so I want to talk about how I got the role. I originally had auditioned for the the role of uh, Ben Cooper, uh, but Chris Noth... uh, He's, he got known for some other roles after that, but he uh, he beat me out just by by a hair. Um, this day, I wonder if I'd gotten that role, if I wouldn't be a lot more famous and well-known, and who knows, I could have been Mr. Big in Sex and the City, but, you know, show business, that, that's the breaks. Uh, instead, I was kind of like, I guess, a comic relief character. Uh, at one point, I wanted to see if I could be the the guy who played the uh, the gay bartender, but they had somebody else in mind. And that's fine, because, you know, it's show business. That's just, uh, you, you got to not take these things personally. Uh, so there I was in the role of uh, the the master baker for for the show, and I certainly could have uh, done a lot with that, but they the writers wouldn't let me. But, uh, you know, I'm basically kind of a, a guy who's uh, kind of a smooth operator, you know, kind of good with the ladies. Uh, they gave me one line in the beginning, which I, I, I wasn't my favorite. It was the one where, you know, like, did it hurt when you when you fell from the sky because from heaven because you're an angel and and it, there's there's other ways I, I could have said like like another line I like would be like a, aside from sexy what do you do for a living but then in these days that's maybe not 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 so good uh, how about uh, here's here's one for the computer geeks hey my name is Microsoft can I crash at your place tonight. You know, I mean, that's, that's not bad. That's not bad. Uh, and in the bakery, I, you know, I, I, I guess like, do you like raisins? Because it's bakery. Uh, how do you feel about going out, going out on a date? <laughs> so they didn't, they didn't like that. So, I mean, I just had to kind of confine myself to what they, they said, stick to the script. Stick to the script. Be Lenny from the script. I was like, okay, okay. Uh, fun fact, uh, in our first, on our date, I, I picked her up in a, uh, a two-door hardtop Trans Am. I actually rebuilt that Trans Am. I, I busted my knuckles for that. And we, did I get credit for having my car in there? No, but I rebuilt it. It was beautiful. And uh, the sixth cover band, that was my idea. Because I, you know, they were like, maybe we'll just go ahead and get sticks. And I was like, no, no, wait. No, go ahead and make it like a, a sticks cover band. And fun fact, that's actually my sticks hat. So <clears throat> take that. Yeah. The other thing is, you know, I mean, they, they kind of made me like I was kind of stupid. You know, at one point they uh, they, they talked about like, oh, the, the, the imaginary lover could play Scrabble, but they didn't ever see me playing Scrabble. So I don't know. I mean, I, I can play Scrabble. I, I don't win uh, ever. Uh, but I can, but I can play. I, I play a game like that kind of on my phone. I, there, I don't, I don't win either. But uh, and then, then you know, I, I, I actually proposed. I, I proposed to Heather Locklear. Me, I proposed to her. And what did I get back? Maybe, maybe. Fun. Last fun fact. I think maybe a little bit more. I actually proposed to Heather Locklear. You know what she said to me? No.
She said no. She didn't even say maybe. So I don't know. So, I mean, I, I hope the active commentary, is, that you all like it. I hope uh, I didn't win any awards for this role. Um, Hillary Duff actually got a Razzie Award uh, for for not good acting. I mean, why didn't I get a, a Razzie Award or something like that? Or, or even just a Young People's Award, but I guess I'm not a young people. So, I mean, I, I hope that the uh, 20th anniversary sells well. I hope that they all do well. I try calling uh, Hillary and, and uh, Heather Locklear, and they don't. Maybe I don't have their numbers anymore. So if anybody out there has their number, if they could uh, look me up on IMDb and and uh, message me and give me their numbers, because I sure would like to, to tell them, hey, I miss you, and maybe we could work together sometime. So I hope this sells well, and uh, nice talking to y'all. Wow. Oh, my God. Okay. Oh. That was unhinged. I love it so much. <laughs> me too, dude. And I love my uncle. And I love Lenny. I love this podcast. I love that we do this. I love our guests. I'm so grateful to them. I love and, the fans. And I love you. Oh, I love you too. Oh, and I was talking to Christy Carlson and oh, Mono. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. I was looking down at my locket, which has a picture of sorry, Christy Carlson um, in it. I thought that... I'm so sorry. I know. It's okay. I mean, um, I love you too, but it's just kind of a different kind I of... I was also talking to your locket. So. <laughs> Phew. Yeah. Wait, do we have the same locket? Wait, you like Oreos and peanut butter? Yeah. Wait, are you allergic to strawberries? When's your birthday? October 15th. <laughs> Wait, October 11th. Sister! <laughs> Sisters? I think we're twins. <laughs> Anyway, I'm Hallie. And I'm... What's her name? Annie. Annie. <laughs> and this has been... <laughs> History Duffs. Stay tuned for our next episode next week. Ooh, every Wednesday. <laughs> Thank you, Uncle Bobby.